This week on The Clubhouse, Anthony and I are joined by film and television actor John Hamm. John had so many amazing stories to tell that we had to break this episode up into two parts. In part one, John tells us about his earliest memories going to Bush Stadium to watch his beloved Cardinals. We also discuss the steroid era, Joe Buck, and much, much more. Subscribe now to the Clubhouse podcast for free in iTunes and be on the lookout for part two coming soon. This episode was recorded at the Oakwood Apartments in Los Angeles, California. Blue Jays win it! Touch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! Got him! 20 strikeouts! He ties the Major League record! There it goes! See ya! I don't believe what I just saw! He's out by five feet at the plate! And that was the worst base running in the history of the game! Fly ball, left field, is deep! It's way back! The Tigers are going to the Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I'm Manish Jane, and sitting next to me, as always, is Mr. Anthony Rapp. Yes, it is true. Our guest today is an actor who you most certainly have seen in Mad Men or 30 Rock or Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or The Town or The Bridesmaids. Or... I could go on. The Bridesmaids? The, I know. I, I messed that one up. That's all right. Don't, don't step it's on me good. It's good. It's good. Very intro. early. Good intro. Shh. Nothing You're not allowed to talk article. yet. You're not allowed to talk. Sorry. He has a Golden Globe. He's won an Emmy. He's won our hearts. But as always, on our show, his only credit that matters is that he is a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. Joining us in the clubhouse today, John Hale! We cheer, we cheer you. Cheer so, Can I talk? Can I talk now? <laughs> All right, right good. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thank you. Um, so I'm glad that we announced my presence to the Oakwoods. Too. I know, right? Yeah. It's like there's going to be like nine people knocking on the door and like, hey, can we can we hang out? Oh, yeah, I didn't um, think about that. So uh, you are the first official guest who is a St. Louis Cardinals fan. That seems impossible. No. Nope. You are the first Cardinals fan we've had on, yeah. and I know this gentleman oh. sitting to my right is licking his chops. Well, we have a very interesting representation of Midwestern ball clubs we here. Really yes. do. We've got the three of the oldest yep. uh, yes. clubs yes. in the in the major leagues, yes. and we all have Detroit, quite a bit of Chicago. Yes. yes, and and some Im- impressive uh, back and forths. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, I, I, I'm very honored to be the first uh, representative of what has since been called Cardinal Nation, which I can't really, I can't really get my, my head around that Why? Whole designation. Why? Why don't you like that? Because it started, it, all, it felt like it started to me with Red Sox Nation. Yep. That's oh. the first times I first time I heard there's it. There's also Raider Nation. In there's football so many and, nations, yeah. and it just feels like it's a weird balkanization of some kind of thing. It's like we're fans, like Cardinal fans. Like, that was fine. There was nothing wrong with that phrase. Like yes. we had to become a nation. We had to sort of sign a charter and and, yeah. and uh, strike out on our own, which uh, bums me out. Yeah. Now Whatever. I would assume. Here's my here's my assumption. If you grew, you grew up in Missouri, right? I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. You actually born grew in up in the, in the town. In the town. Yeah. Okay. I was born in '71 too. Isn't that funny? So, Manish, when were you born? '83. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. You, literally, my Detroit, here, my assumption. No, 84 is I was one. Is literally it's the air you breathe. Like there's no escaping the possibility that you would be anything other than a St. Louis Cardinals fan growing up. In I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Right? Especially, and interestingly, in the 70s when I grew up, when we were awful. Yeah, they weren't good then. Yeah. Um, because we had come out of the 60s when we were very good. Yeah. And the 50s, like the whole Stan Musial, Bob Gibson yep. era of Cardinals that were great. And I was a little kid, and that's all I heard about how great they used to be. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> someone give them a message because they they lose all the time now. Yeah. And it was the 70s, so everything was kind of dingy anyway. And the old ballpark was a big concrete donut, and it was kind of gross. But, but I can still remember the first time I went to a, a Cardinal game as a very, very young kid. And that it was a multi-purpose stadium, so the the football Cardinals played there too. So they would just sort of rearrange the seats somehow and make it square, um, the field anyway. But the the astroturf was like bright, bright green, and the 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 all the seats were very red, and it was just it was it was cool. It was amazing, and I was a little kid, yeah. and we lost, of course, but it was still uh, it was still fun. So when were they good again? 
Relative. 80s, 82, yeah. yeah, when they won the World Series, yeah. because, uh, you know, uh, against the Brewers, correct? It was against the Brewers, who are now in the National League, which yeah. is still weird. Um, <laughs> the Astros and, are in the, and the Astros, and the America, Astros are yeah. now, yeah, it's I uh, can't even <laughs> these kids, <laughs> old man yells at cloud. Um, it's uh, it's interesting my history with that particular team because not only did the Cardinals go to the World Series in 1982 when I was 11, which I, ne- I never thought would happen. I just thought that's never that there's no possible way we were so bad for so long or so kind of average, I guess. It was just like we were never the good team. The good teams were, you know, the ones that the, the Yankees and the yeah. Dodgers and the things you're just like, oh, like they're the good team. It seems so the Orioles right? in the seventies. The seems, Orioles. Yeah, like you yeah, know, yeah, Jim yeah, Palmer yeah, sure. or Weaver Orioles. Weaver Orioles were great. It just seems strange to even consider that that's a possibility. It's like that you're speaking yeah. in well, the big red machine and yeah. the Phillies. Yeah, sure. and like they're just yes. these powerhouses, and you're like, well, we'll never beat them. Like that's just <laughs> never going to happen. And when you're a little kid, like never is two weeks. Yeah, you know, much sure. less years and years and years. So when '82 happened, I was 11 years old, and my mom had just passed away, and my I was living with my grandmother and my father at the time, and they somehow I still to this day uh, do not know how they procured tickets. But there was this big reveal of these sheets of tickets for every game. Of the World Series. Of the World Series. Oh, Holy And I did, I, I mean, I did the like cartoon version of sort of like passing out. I was like, those can't be real. And I certainly won't get one because I'm the little kid. Like all my cousins and sisters and everyone will get some of these tickets. I never will. But I ended up going to game one. Now, the the very interesting thing about the Cardinals Brewers in 82 was that Ted Simmons played for the Brewers in 82. And he was recently traded from the Cardinals. And he was a fan favorite of St. Louis. Like we loved him. Michigan guy. Uh um, And went uh, from the Cardinals he started his whole career at the Cardinals when he was, I think he was drafted out of high school or, or, or early college. I think he came up to the major leagues when he was like 19. Just recently inducted into the St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Fame. I was there. Um, and uh, he was traded to the Brewers. And the Brewers had a murderous team then. They were amazing. They, they were, uh, was it uh, Robin Yount's era? Robin or, Yount, yeah. uh, uh, Pete Vukovic. Was Raleigh on the team? Was Raleigh no, no, no. But um, it was uh, Harvey's Wallbangers, Harvey oh, Keene's right, team. Right, right. They just they hit the ball like crazy. Paul Molitor. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had they were stacked, and Teddy was the catcher. And Ted is the father of a guy I would become best friends with in 1983. So my greatest year, 82, 83 was my best friend's like worst year the year wow. his dad lost the world series wow. and never went back and so like oh he's still my best fr- like my best and friend. you must have hung out with his dad at least a little bit his yeah. dad gave me my first catcher's mitt yeah like, i was a catcher when i played baseball yeah. and his like i remember christmas in 84 85 or something like that when i was 12 13 years old he gave me i got a catch a rawlings catcher's mitt again something i was like i can't afford there's no way it was like a hundred dollars i was like i can't i'll never be able to afford one of these <laughs> yeah i'll have to use the sh- one that's in the bag that's like been eaten by mice and you know that's from 1965 <laughs> yeah. that's in the, the random gear bag uh for little league but it was that's that those that whole family is still very very um close to me in, in my life and uh that was that was my introduction to the world series now since then in 85 87 cardinals went back lost yeah. in seven games to the royals and the twins yeah i was at those games as well all of them all not all, of, not oh. all of them, but um, but enough of them to where I was horribly, sure. you know, disappointed and sure. like the world is going to end and I'll never be able to do this again. But um, I just want to remind you that you've been to three World <laughs> Series where your team is. This might con- serve. Uh, this might serve as a nice segue to your Cubs uh, <laughs> well, journey so over the last year and this off season. Well, before we get to that, because no, that's gonna, there's gonna, a lot. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. get to that a little bit it's later. A lot. But so, first question is: How does a little eleven-year-old uh, John Ham uh, rabble rouse and kind of bust chops to his best friend's father? Did, were you respectful for, it, or were, did you kind of? Uh, uh, needle him a little bit, or how was that post World Series? Well, when you go to their house, we hadn't so we hadn't met when the Cardinals won the World Series. Okay, we met okay. after that, okay. and I learned like we just sort of we. I went to a new school, and so I was in seventh grade, and I went to a new school, and everyone was new to me. Like I knew sure. no one, and it was a it was a private school, and so it had like these kind of feeder schools that all the kids went to. I did not go to one of those. I was from the weird part of town that nobody. 
<laughs> Nobody went to this school from there. So I was literally, I, I, I knew no one. So I had a first day of class, sort of, we were sitting in class and there was this kid in glasses and an Anaheim Rams jersey, which should also put you somewhere in that. It was when the when the L.A. Ram or Anaheim was it Anaheim Raiders. It was whatever. It was, the, it was some was some weird mishmash jersey that I was like, whoa. <laughs> First of all, it was a real jersey. Again, I was like, sure. that's too expensive. No one can buy those things. That's the cost like a million dollars. Um, and he was sitting by himself, and so I was like, can I sit here? It was in some I don't even know what class it was, but and we became friends. And like like <laughs> a month after that, we were like hanging out at each other's house, and then I learned that his dad was. Ted Simmons. I was like, no way. <laughs> That's impossible. Uh, and so I, it was kind of never brought up. I, I just was like, never That's, ever. No, I mean, not until we were much older. Right, sure. right. You had because, a lot of And restraint. I would still, and I would mention it with caution because yeah. I knew like, he was the same age as me. Like I knew that like he was watching those games with a completely different, <laughs> yeah. you know, set of circumstances of like, my dad might win the world series. Yeah. Like, I have no concept of what yeah. that would have been like. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then he didn't. Um, oh. And I feel, you know, I, so it, it was, it was, uh, I, I just was like, I can't, that's, it's gotta be too personal to bring up. I don't know. Wow, like, that's a really yeah. mature as a, way. But as a little yeah, kid too, no. you just didn't, I was so polite when I was a little okay. kid too. And like you're a, guest, charm, yeah. you're a guest in someone's home and there's yeah. that. And they were so nice to me and they were so, uh, and they still are. I mean, it's just, they're just such pleasant, pleasant people in my life. So, um, fantastic. So, and it was also like pre-internet. There's no like yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, dissing. Yeah. Like it was sure. just a different right, time. Right, right. Like you just didn't do that. Yeah. At least in the Midwest. It was like, there was not a culture of like, snaps or whatever the whole thing would be like it just wasn't that wasn't the thing at least in my world well so. you know what all right so this is going to bring up something that that anthony and i disagree on a little bit but i'm going to be interested to hear your take on the uh the matter what is your reaction when i use the phrase st louis cardinals best fans in baseball i i have a very strong reaction to that in fact okay. um because i think that was a moniker that was put on again cardinal nation by other people i don't think i certainly never referred i always had a great time going to baseball games i always like had a fine time and i had a great time going to games in other stadiums sure and have, have, i love doing that i love going to baseball games like full stop like yeah. i just have a good time yeah. um we, we don't understand what you're talking about it's you're speaking <laughs> you, so, you know what we did so uh I'll give you a little bit of backstory on on the two of us. So uh, two years ago, I drove seventeen thousand miles in ninety five days to go to a ball game at all thirty stadiums. And this summer, Mr. Rap, as soon as If Then wrapped up in uh, uh, New York, he immediately texted me and said, "Hey, I've got seventeen more ballparks that I haven't seen. Do you want to do them with me this summer?" So this summer, he and I did seventeen more ball. Or, I did 17 more. He did 17 ballparks for the first time. So now he has seen a game at all 30 that's baseball a, That's stadiums. amazing. He yeah. and I could watch a baseball game at any day, yeah. at any time. It doesn't matter who's playing. You just plop this. And we did that on the road. We would just sit and yeah. watch whatever random, who cares, random Tuesday game. It is a, I think the, the kind of best way to say it is that it's a common language. Like it's a total, like it's a community and it's a, it makes a big, strange place much smaller and more manageable. So friends of mine and I, whether you're traveling or whatever, and the baseball game's on, you can all just sort of sit and focus and have your own opinions. And it's usually a pleasant time. Sometimes opinions get heated and whatever, sure. but that's the way it goes. So I think the best fans in baseball thing is like, it's just a convenient way for a lot of people. And again, we're in a different era. Like everyone's got a hot take. So everyone's, <laughs> you know, everyone's got a got an easy thing to say about whatever. The thing about the Cardinals as a as an organization sort of historically, and I think where a lot of this comes from is that they just draw from a lot of fan bases. Yes. So, and the history of this is, because you know, they were sort the of like 30s in the middle. and 40s, okay, they're right, right in the middle. Yeah. They were yeah. the, one of the like furthest West teams yeah. in the in the olden days. And KMOX, which was the home of the Cardinals, was a clear channel 50,000 watt AM radio station that brought, it was called the Voice of the Prairie. Like it was, it broadcast like states away. Yeah. So the Cardinals drew from Kansas and they drew from Nebraska and the Dakotas and they drew from Arkansas and Oklahoma and North Texas and I mean, Tennessee, Kentucky, like there are Cardinals, Illinois, there are Cardinals, Southern Illinois is oh, yeah. Cardinal country. Oh, know, it's not yeah. Cubs yeah. or White Sox yeah, yeah. at all. It is yeah. Cardinal full on. And it's like, that's, that, that has has sort of come around generation to generation to generation. So I think it's a big group that we pull from the Cardinal fans. And, um, 
And I don't know, like, no, are they the best fans in baseball? Like, no, all fans of baseball are great. If you're you're a fan of your team, you're... Mm, there's some that are no, there's some that are not great. great. But here's here's what I'll say. But I'll if say you're this. a fan of your team, like by definition, you are a fan. So sure, yeah. But I think it's more about the, the the communal. Uh, so when I did my 30 stadium tour, I walked into Bush Stadium for the first time. I've never been been to Bush, old Bush, new Bush. I've never been to Bush. And I definitely walked in with a chip on my shoulder of wanting to disprove right. the best fans of baseball. Couldn't do it. And I'm also, I was also pissed off at you guys for, uh, uh, for 2006. Yeah, well, just you, uh, you did, couldn't throw the ball to first base. It no, wasn't us. Wait, did you go to those games? No, or? I was not. I was not able to go to any of those games because my friend, who I mentioned earlier in, in the show, was getting married. And we had a bachelor, bachelor weekend uh-huh. up in... Pittsfield, Massachusetts, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. All of our high school friends got together and we had like a barbecue. It was freezing cold. It was the worst <laughs> idea. But it ended up being pretty fun. And we would sit we sat around all weekend, played video games, barbecued, and watched baseball. And that was the when the Cardinals won in 2006. Well, I want to tell a truncated version of this story real quick because our listeners have heard it before. But basically, when I went in there, I wanted to, you know, hate sure. people. And it was pouring rain. It was terrible. I was like, oh, yeah, good. It's going to be miserable. Yes. I, I They're all going to be... Terrible fans. Stack the who, deck. Right? Yes, exactly. And I sit down and I'm, I'm enjoying myself. You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful state. They did a nice and job on it. The view yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Of the St. Louis. Arch, the arch and and all that. It's great. And there's old ladies behind me and she starts chatting. And I consider myself a pretty decent baseball nerd. Mm-hmm. Straight school to me. Like she just knows more than I could ever imagine. So I was like, all right, how, how did you learn about baseball? How'd you come to baseball? Blah, blah, blah. And she said, well, when I was younger, my uh, husband would take me to baseball games and would hate it when all the other wives and girlfriends would just sit there knitting or reading or what have you. So he would teach me how to follow the ball off the bat. He would teach me how to keep score. He taught me the game. I was like, oh, that's lovely. That's beautiful. Where's your husband today? Well, sadly, he passed away in 2005. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. So then who are these people that you're with? And she kind of gestures to this family, this family of four. She says, well, I'm a lawyer now. And I overheard these people at my law firm talking about how they'd never been to a baseball game. And now I have season tickets to the Cardinals. And what I like to do is I take people who have never been to baseball games and I teach them how to follow the ball off the bat. I teach them how to keep score. I carry on my husband's legacy. And I mean, I almost started crying in the state. I was like, are you kidding me? Really, Cardinals? This is what you're giving me? I mean, I think for every one of those, there's probably eight drunk rednecks who would disprove the theory. 100% yes. But I have had a lot of experiences in that same vein and i think it is again i am of the opinion that you could find that in wrigley field you could find that in fenway park you could find that anywhere in comerica yes yeah it's comerica. um you could find that any really anywhere uh, i just i just happen to think like it gets publicized more and it makes the cardinals because they have won over the last couple decades a lot more it just makes it's like an easy thing to kind of needle, it's a marketing needle gimmick, sure it's a but i will say this that ultimately well you're right because uh, you know, I'm writing a book about it. Like there are, there are 30 stories, and all I've yeah. got a story like that for every ballpark. That one happens to be the best one. But it's when I was in St. Louis, the thing that really uh, uh, actually impressed me wasn't inside the stadium; it was outside the stadium. Yep. That no matter where you go in that city, I stayed 20 miles outside of St. Louis at some random hotel, and outside the hotel there was a statue of Stan Musial, and I was like, "Oh, did he stay here? Is he from here? Did he? Like, no, we just like him." Yeah. I was like, "All right." I mean. Gas station attendants, my camera broke down. I had to go and, and you know, get a new uh, lens. The guy there wants to talk. Everybody, Everybody. wants to talk. It is, especially during the season, yeah. it is, and if, if they're winning, it's, they it is on everyone's mind. And I, I remember I was in town for some reason. I can't remember what, but it was right after they had won in 2011. And it was the home opener that year. I think it was against the Cubs. I believe Jeff Samarja was pitching. Uh, the Shark. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, we lost, but it was, it was open. It was, it was, you know, everyone got their rings. It was home opener. It was a thing. And I was staying at the hotel that's literally right across the street from the stadium. So it's like you, you, you cross the street and you're in the ballpark. And I went down to the bar. I didn't have tickets to go to the game, but I was just going to go down to the bar and like have some, you know, eggs or whatever. And, and what, and at 10 o'clock in the morning, it was fully packed. 
like three deep at the bar. I was, it's a hotel bar. I was like, I'm just going to go grab a, you know, omelet or whatever. I was like, nope. Like, that's not happening. It is like full on pre-party tailgate central. Everyone's in red. Everyone's drinking. It's 10 o'clock in the morning on like a Thursday. Like, yes. I was just like, in April. like don't yeah. you have work? Like, yes. Who has a job? Is everyone. Yeah, well, I took the guy off. And I remember taking the, taking... I remember being like in eighth or ninth grade or 10th grade. It must've been after 10th grade because I was driving. And I remember at, at that time you could like sign out of school if you had like a legitimate reason to go to like the doctor or whatever. Like you Just yourself, go, you didn't need so a I parental. gotta go, I got a thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, I, and they would kind of trust you. And if you did it too much, they'd be like, hey, what's going on here? Like, but they would, you, would, you would be trusted until you couldn't be trusted. And I remember signing out one day with my friend, and we went to the baseball game. And the reason, the reason I'm, the, my reason on the on the like sign out sheet I wrote was Cardinal Fever, <laughs> and went to the game, like put it in the box, went to the game, and of course the next day the the principal was like, um, what? <laughs> I was like, I had ticket, like, yes, hey, come on. And she was like, once you get to do that once, see, and that's it. I don't think many other places. Would I'll tell you, but that's why I always that. say I, was, I grew up in the wrong era. Where I feel like if I if I grew up in the twenties, I feel like that happened more. Kids playing hooky to go, you know, see. It. Well, I was all day. It was game. also in, in very inexpensive, super cheap, and so you know, for a for a nickel for a hay penny or whatever you go. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, I have to say, like I remember the day, like up until pretty recently. I mean, at least until they built the new stadium, which was two thousand four or five. Um, the bleacher seats were still $5 yeah. in the, at the Cardinal games. Like yeah. they were, they, which is, you know, I think another reason why it, it, the fan base is so, is so strong. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a deal breaker to take your family to the games. It doesn't cost a thousand dollars to go. I mean, even like hockey games and basketball games and stuff like it is expensive. Yeah. And baseball still, because there's 80 some odd home games, yeah. 82 home games, 81. 81 home games. You've got to make it affordable. Yeah. Now, I want to, 2011, were you at any of those games? I was not because yeah. I was shooting season mm. five of Mad Men. Yeah, I was wondering if, if I don't know when you guys were shooting because it was, you were on a, you know. Were you able network. to watch it? I was, yeah. well, I was, yeah. wa I was on set and oh. watching it. Um, and so in between <laughs> yeah. takes, I would literally run yeah. and I watched the whole playoffs either on my phone or in my trailer yeah. or something and yeah. would run back from the stages to the trailers to watch you know, like three more pitches and they'd be like, yeah. Danny Johnson. Like, oh. yeah. Okay. And, and one of the guys on the show, Jay Ferguson, who played Stan Rizzo is from Texas and was a oh, Ranger fan. No. And so <laughs> that became a very heated rivalry during those, the, that week or so of, of the, of that game. And I, and game six, which is the, the, yes. the big game we were in, in Jay's trailer watching it, like six or seven of us. And when what happened happened, and I didn't see the end of the game. I just saw the triple over what's-his-face's head. I, I thought we were going to knock the trailer over. I mean, people were jumping, and he was had his head in his hands. Oh, and no. the trailer was, like, going back and forth like this. And yes. the, the little PA was, like, knocking, like, what's happening in there? Like, don't, uh, right, dude, <laughs> just give us two minutes. Yeah, my friend uh, Kurt is a huge Rangers, lifelong Rangers fan, and he was at that game. Those were a couple back-to-back -back rough. Yeah, and rough he was losses. and he was texting me from the. He was he had like upper deck seats, you know, and he was like, like you know, the two outs, yeah. bottom of the bottom of the ninth. He's like, dude, I'm I'm crying. I'm like, you can't, you can't. That's a Cub fan. Right yes, there. you can't. Do not, do <laughs> not. And then, as you know, the two strikes. Yes. Yeah, so I I have, I have a very strong link to that. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's separate from my Cubs Cardinals feelings, which and this is Manish can vouch for this. I absolutely love baseball, and I do not hate the Cardinals. Right. He can absolutely vouch for this. During the Cubs Cardinals uh, in 2015, during the the playoff series, uh, so we have this friend Monica who is a crazy awesome uh, Cardinals fan, uh -huh. and we're on kind of a little group text. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always, throughout the season, we're all texting baseball just every day, random baseball stuff. And when that series started, part of me was like, "Oh God, what's going to happen here?" I'm kind of, you know, mommy and daddy are going to fight here. I'm just going to sit in the corner and hope that nothing explodes. And both of them, it was so awesome yeah. to see both of them be so supportive of each other. Sad in their own, you know, she sure. was sad, obviously, but how? Yeah, he is a 
look, we all quote unquote hate the Cardinals because ugh, you're the you know NL Yankees. Very easy to hate, but you're also very easy to love because at the end of the day, aside from when you're you know stealing other people's information, uh, that you that kind of went away. <laughs> it fast. really oh. did, right? It really did. Oh. It was like FBI. Eh, whatever. Who cares? I guess there was really no there there. It's the Cardinal way. <laughs> they dinked and dunked it out of the uh, the justice system. They just get a little bloop single, and there you go. Yeah. The game's over. But the fact you guys, or maybe there was no th- nothing, uh, nothing wrong. Uh, maybe sure, they sure. they completed their investigation, <laughs> found no wrongdoing. That happens. But it's 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 really so maddening slash impressive to me that you guys are able to now have this amazing farm system, have this amazing major league system, and you just are constantly feeding yourselves. Well, 2015 was the best example of that because when Wainwright goes down in April, you think, well, that's the season. And then everyone else, Holiday and Matt Adams (laughs) and bang, 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 you're just like, wow. And you won 100 games. You're kidding me. And we still won 100 games. We win the uh, easily the most difficult division in in Major League Baseball. So much Um, fun to watch that. Some are are arguing teams. And I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And the three best uh, records in baseball. And when I watched, because uh, I was on a text chain also, which is, I guess, like the new sort of town <laughs> square. Yeah. Um, but like, like, like we all went to the town square. Like we used to go to the town square. <laughs> yes. Hooray. I'll stand on my soapbox rabble, and rabble, ring rabble, a bell. Rabble, yes. Rabble. Um, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but uh, with the Sklar brothers, who you must know mm-hmm. uh, as very big Cardinal fans, and I had to shut them down because they got so negative. They were just like, this is the worst. It's all coming down. I'm like, whoa, 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 guys, like, relax. Like, there's still a few little baseball yeah. to play here. I could see the writing on the wall, You're talking too. about, like, in the, in the first like games, but games two and three? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, like, look, we're banged up. Like, Yachty's hurt. Everyone's hurt. Like, it's 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 no it's no shame to like lose at this level. Like, we we got crazy far. Like, let's take it. Let's take a breath here. Like, you know. So you seem to me like I, I'm actually I'm 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 falling in love with you as a baseball fan here because you seem very even keeled and very much. Well, here's the thing. You seem very appreciative of what your Cardinals have been able to accomplish in your adult life or, or in, you know, in the, in the uh, 80s and 90s and 2000s here where you are happy with a, a season like last year, which you should be. Yeah. But I know so many fans, mainly I think in like the Yankee world and the Cardinal world, these teams that are used to winning. I'll be curious to see how the Giants fans, uh, uh, like the young Giants fans now who are growing up, with all the success, how they manifest yeah. into entitlement and into what they yeah. think they should have. I think you saw it with the Red Sox, like the generation yeah. of Red yeah. Sox yeah. fans yes. who oh. went from like lovable losers to insufferable ass <laughs> in like two years. Yeah. It is obnoxious. Where you're just like, wow, this is this didn't take long. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm crossing remember the my hundred years that you didn't win? I'm crossing my fingers for the Cubs. I really am crossing my fingers. It'll be interesting. Yeah. If, if there's any type of celebrity stuff where, you know, because that's what happened when the Red Sox, when the Cubs win, a million celebrities are going to come out and talk about Everyone's it. a fan when you're winning. Exactly. And I think the thing that you're talking about is like, I, I have been a fan through yep. good and bad. And and even even after the 80s, when Joe Torrey, yeah. by, by all accounts, first of all, like a Cardinal guy, and like he came to the Cardinals and was a terrible manager for us. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what, ha- you know, front office ownership, like I'm sure there's a million reasons why that those teams weren't successful. But he... The early '90s for the Cardinals were terrible. Yeah, post Whitey Herzog, they were rebuilding. The the everything was in a shambles, and it was, and it was under Joe Torre's watch. You're kind of like, wow. And then he goes to the Yankees and wins all of the games yes. <laughs> in all of the World Series, yes. and you're just like, oh, I guess he's a genius. He's just only a genius in the Eastern Time Zone. <laughs> yes. Um, but then we got Tony La Russa, who was uh, who was you know very polarizing figure in 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 any uh, sort of capacity, but. He was. He brought a team in there and and sort of cultivated a team that was very weird looking for for Cardinal fans over the years because it was built on power and it was this weird like we just from my growing up we were like dink and dunk and and run around the bases and steal a million bases and like yeah. this crazy like Moneyball team in the eighties yeah and then or I guess not Moneyball whatever which is a very weird team. Um, unrecognizable almost in, in today's baseball because it was like get on base and get on third like that was what would happen like all of our guys could steal bases except well that, I think that's coming that's coming back it's, it's kind of coming back in yeah, vogue yeah, yeah. because you saw it with the royals where yeah. the that mets had no new. idea what to do <laughs> yeah. they were like what do you mean he's gonna go that's not fair exactly. like, yeah it is. <laughs> It's totally fair, and he's also on third, and now yeah. he's going to get in. He's going to yeah. score on an infield grounder, yeah. like, yeah. and you're down one nothing. 
we're going to take just a brief break so that Anthony and I can tell you about our first giveaway. I have a 2016 baseball stadium's wall calendar for sale through TF Publishing. They're available at amazon.com, calendars.com, as well as your local Meyer Big Lots, Stop and Shop and more. I'll include all this info about how you can purchase one of my uh, calendars at my website, roundingthird.net. But for now, Anthony has a very exciting announcement to tell you all about. So uh, we're going to have our first giveaway. It's a giveaway contest. Here, It's very simple. Uh, we are always looking for more trivia questions to ask our, our guests for, their, for the game that we play at the end. Um, so if you have any cool trivia questions about your favorite team or about any team that you love or anything, send them to us, please at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at clubhousepod. And we will look through those. And if we wind up using one of your questions, we will give you a free signed wall calendar. And it will be signed by Manish, who was the photographer. He will sign the Detroit Tigers, Comerica Park picture. And I will sign the Wrigley Field picture because I am a diehard Cubs fan. So send us your questions, please. And uh, good luck. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse Podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, please take a look at our archives, like our chat with the lawyer who cleaned up baseball, Charles Sheeler. He is an utterly fascinating man. In this clip, Charles talks to us about his experience in the Roger Clemens congressional hearings. Well, they brought Clemens back. I sat next to him at a hearing, um, and on the other side was his trainer, Brian McNamee, who yeah. had who had uh, provided him with the, the steroids, which, of course, Roger denied. But basically, I was put there as sort of a, a potted plant to keep these two guys apart so they didn't, like, start strangling each other. Yeah. And it was like the worst middle seat you ever had on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just um, the, <laughs> the tension between these two guys was palpable yeah and the other thing is roger was just clearly so incredibly nervous about what what was going on and now back to our conversation with john ham so those those power teams now you you bring up i guess uh because yeah you are the first cardinal fan we've we've had a couple of giants fans on here so we've gone against them hard i'm curious now your take on uh mr mr big mac on mr mcguire what where were you kind of uh during that whole thing, post that whole thing, I was a waiter in in uh, in L.A. Okay. Uh, it was waiting tables. I'd come out here in 1995, so kind of right in the beginning of the Larusse era was when I came out here, and I was kind of like, oh wow, we got Mark McGuire. That's crazy. And that was, of course, in the old days when it was like, there's no such thing as steroids. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. baseball. That's what football players do. Like yeah. that's crazy. And then, of course, we come to realize, which was probably glaringly obvious to everyone, that like. Everyone, including the pitchers, is on. Yeah. If, there, if there's a thing that you can take that will make you better at your job, you're going to take it. If your job is being threatened by a 25 year old who's marginally better than you, like those, that's those. It's a simple equation for those guys. And to that end, it's kind of like mm, I guess, like that's that's a thing. Um, so, and I met Mark McGuire. The dude is just enormous. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, holy cow! Like I wouldn't <laughs> want to be a baseball anywhere near you. <laughs> and you would watch him hit the ball out, and it was. Like Bonds. I mean, yeah. it was insane. They did, yeah. And Sosa, like, they would hit the ball so hard. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I don't know how the bat is holding up, like, much <laughs> less anything else. So, obviously, there was clearly something, you know, was amiss. And whatever. I'm glad they got to the bottom of it and yada, yada. What's my take on it? I don't know. It was it was definitely an era of of baseball that, that was weirdly inflated because of this stuff. And... You know, I, I I think it's probably better that it's you don't have these weird, you know, juiced up guys that are hitting 60 home runs or 40 home runs who've never hit home runs in their life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I, I understand the, the mentality behind it because, I mean, I'm 44 years old. If, if, I, if there was something that you could give me to, like, make me a, a professional caliber athlete uh, that I could that I could take and, and extend my career by however, however, you know, many years mm. that I could c continue earning at the level those guys are earning at. I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, of course it's, you would. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I feel some like guys smoke cigarettes. Some guys drank booze. Some guys would yeah. eat greenies. Like there was all, yeah. there's always been a version of that, of, of the kind of like, whether it's managing anxiety or increasing performance, like it's all this, it's, I don't know. It's all the same stuff. You're kind of like, everyone's looking for an advantage in some way. And it's, 
the purity and all <clears throat> of the game and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's the game's never <laughs> yeah. been pure. Let's be honest. It's like since sure. the 1919 Black Sox and you know the the racial integration of the game. Like it's like to call the game like the super pure is not exactly. It's, well, I, I, I kind of always anytime Ruth is brought up, I my my favorite line is well i mean didn't play against black people so can we not yeah like, i mean it's it's i mean yes they Ruth were throwing great, a, they were but... throwing a ball with hay in it you know what i mean it's just like <laughs> come on it wasn't quite the same thing all right that's he did again. swing a 92 pound bat oh, i mean i've, I've held like, one of his bats before all right i mean it is, is crazy uh, yeah they are it's like a table leg yes they are so massive i mean you got to be a big guy to get it around yes. but still there's a lot of inertia coming yeah. with you there uh, but, uh, okay. So then I imagine that you are kind of then, uh, not that, that flummox or not flummox is the wrong word, but just, you're not that, that concerned with, uh, the ster- with the hair, uh, hall of fame stuff then. So what do you think in out? I mean, where are you? I mean, that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think it's a weird, I think it's a weird thing. And you kind of have, if you're going to do one guy, then you have to do all of them. And sure. then if they're, and then, but then it's like, how do you, how do you prove it? You know, is does Roger Clemens belong in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely, by any metric. He is a pitcher that is in the elite, 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 the sure. top 1% of the top 1%. Nolan Ryan, was. did he ever do anything weird? You know, who knows? Like, he was out of the game by the time they were testing and all that other stuff. Like, who knows? Like, it's so you get into that weird world of conjecture and you're just kind of like, I don't know. Like, does Mike Piazza belong? Of course. Like, these guys are. Does Pete Rose belong in the Hall of Fame? Of course he does. The guy leads the major leagues in hits. He was like one of. I mean, love him or hate him, and yeah. I hated him. <laughs> hated him uh, growing up because I just he always would beat the Cardinals. He was always so good. I was just like, this guy is the worst. But I understand if you're if he's your guy, he's your your favorite. And again, like I'm pretty sure they all bet on baseball. Like it's just he just got caught. Yeah. It's it's very weird. I don't I don't know how to how to how to come down one way or the other definitively on it. But okay. it's it's a tricky it's a tricky calculus to kind of manage. The thing with Pete Rose the in, in this most recent um, oh appeal thing is that how about him on on the Fox broadcast? Are you well, kidding yeah. me? What is the crazy? Old he man. should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> It's just that <laughs> it's just like, uh oh, he Gra- was he grandpa's was, talking again. Yeah, exactly what it was. He was sort of given a chance to kind of like it seemed like initially the ruling was like if you can kind of demonstrate that you, yes. you know, and he just didn't and so couldn't. didn't. I mean, but like so didn't. But that's another thing. It's kind of like, like, does he have to like show like you know this kind of like mea culpa situation? Like maybe like there is a certain part of like breaking the law where you're like, hey dude, say you're sorry. It's yeah. like the oldest like playground yeah. thing. Yes. You get the two kids, you put them together. You're like, say you're sorry. Sorry. No, say it like you mean it. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. And then inevitably one of the kids will cry because saying you're sorry actually is hard to do yes. because you realize that you hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. He should come to that i think i agree with that like there should be some sort of situation where he's like you know you messed up but then also just Admit simply it. not continue to lie and don't too. and don't be that guy he's still again yeah he's yes. still lying to this so. day it's just it's and here's the bottom line with that versus the steroid stuff is the bottom line is there was a before he started gambling there was a hardened fa- every player knew if you gamble you are right. get caught yeah. right and yeah. so at that point then part of me is like and yeah 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 you cheated we all cheated. We all did whatever, but you knew specifically not to yeah. do this and you did it. And here's really the end of the day. He's going to be talked about infinitely more not being in the Hall of Fame than he is. A hundred years from now, That's they, true. they will still be debating it. They will still be arguing it. So his legacy, and a part of me thinks he knows that. Part of me thinks he knows that well, the more- Well, he sells autographs. I mean, he's in Vegas. I mean, my sister. He I, was I'm, fully on that train when he was when he was finally back on television. I think it was. I think I was like I was watching it like I, I was like through like my fingers. I was just like, oh no, what is he? Stop, <laughs> stop talking. He's gonna say something horrible. I think he knows, and I think that's just, why they put him on the. Yes. You're like, here we go. He's a walking gimmick. He's Wind him a, up. Yeah, he's a carney. He's just a, a walking talking gimmick. Speaking of uh, announcers, though, Joe Buck, very good friend of mine, personal friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's the best announcer in the game. Honest, and I'm I'm a hundred percent without irony on that. I think he is. I've listened to him. I've watched him since we were kids. I mean, uh-huh. I've I've he started broadcasting games when he was seventeen, um, and he's when did his father my age. Retire? His dad retired in the early two thousands, I think, and passed away shortly after that. Um, 
but I was I would go up in the in the booth when I was relatively young because we were we were all friends like we we knew one another we went to rival high schools and and uh, so I got to see that kind of firsthand for a long time and and you know he's really good at what he does yes have you, know? have, have you ever talked to him about like when he's doing a postseason series and the Cardinals Cardinals are playing how he manages and compartmentalizes and you know well, deals with that the interesting thing about like job? and Joe will say, if he, Joe was sitting here he would say this like he wherever wherever he goes whatever city he's in he's a homer for that city yeah. according to the fans of the other team it's like because he's he's not unlike the Cardinals everyone hates him. <laughs> They just hate him because he's good and he's and he's successful and he's done it for a long time and so it's just it's an easy dart to throw at that at that board, but you know he's he's got a job to do and the job is to call the game and if exciting thing happens a certain thing and here and there like it's and he he of of all of those guys is the least homery if you look at it in a completely neutral aspect sure. If you were came down from you know Mars and watch a baseball game, you're like, oh, the guy that talks the game is like he's just a guy that you get off and you make them talk the game. Like he's not a fan of any. He's a fan of baseball, and he has been for years. I mean, I don't know how you grew up in that household and you're not. <laughs> sure. Um, and I and I think like he's he's good at, he's good at all of it. He's good at football. I used to listen to him call Missouri Tigers basketball games when I was at Mizzou. Um, he's 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 a very good sports broadcaster, and that is a very difficult I job. can't imagine especially it. today I feel like so I mean I've done a very minimal amount of, of broadcasting in my past and it was you know years ago at this point 10 years ago before now everything is so branded and you've got a million voices in your ear of, of while you're broadcasting of what you can and can't say and yeah. what quickly you got to plug this plug that you know here's this copy that we just ran up to you and it facts is, and figures and, yeah, and, and highlights and, 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 and my buddy uh tree uh was uh we were just chatting uh the it's other not day. his real name real not name's real not name. tree it's my, just his, a nickname his name is zach but uh yeah. he's, he's tree to me uh we were chatting the other day about the difference between hockey announcers and baseball announcers and i've talked to friends of mine who call hockey games mm-hmm. and they say so he's a huge hockey fan crazy awesome hockey fan and in his contention, hockey was the hardest sport to call. I can only imagine it's so See, fast. That's what I would. That's what we would all assume. It's finding your time to breathe. But when you talk to them, they say that baseball is harder because when it comes to hockey, you're just saying what you see. Sure, it's right in front of you. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. This happened. Boom. But with baseball, well, the, the, you have to wait for that. The also, dead like you have to fill time. Or, or you don't. I think that the, the, the biggest, oh, yeah, and no Joe will say that, is, day, and yeah. the thing that he learned from his dad um, is, is not talking, is kind of better. And I think when you, well, when you, hear, when you see a lot of Vince, all these, all the old guys do. <laughs> I mean, they, the, the old story of, I think it was Vince Gully or, or one of those guys, it might have been Ernie Hartwell, like mm-hmm. one of those dudes, they had an egg timer every minute that they would flip over. And that's when, you, that's when, only the, that's when you'd say the score. That's the only like uh, rule that they had. It was awesome. just like every minute you tell them to score, but other than that, you just kind of like, and this is happening, and like you don't you don't need to color it because it's art. And if you're listening to a baseball game, you you already have the picture. You know what the baseball field looks like. You know what the stadium looks like. You can hear the sounds of it. So you don't really have to like do much else. Of course, when it gets exciting and this and that and three on and two on two out, this is happening. Oh my god, what's going to happen? Blah blah blah. That that's when it kind of amps up. But the even the like less exciting times are, I think, for or you know less outwardly exciting times, are are interesting, and it's it's the idea to let that breathe. Well, and, and Joe does that better than anyone else. I think, uh, and you see the you see these young guys who are constantly talking and constantly yeah. talking because they're terrified of dead air. And, and oh, here's an interesting thing: like the, the guy just cleaned his cleats, and then and then he walked <laughs> over there, and, and that one guy standing over there, you're like, yeah, 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 we know. Like, calm down. Especially if you're on TV, you're just like, we can see it. That's yes. the worst. Yeah, the TV ones are the worst. I mean, I think watch here. This guy's going to pick the ball up and throw it to first. You're like, yeah. You mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a great, great analysis of what just happened. Like, I know Vin, I, I believe it was for Kershaw's uh, no hitter. Uh, towards the end, I think he verbally said out loud, I'm just going to sit back and let you enjoy yeah. the sounds of the park where, you know, he's like, I'm going to basically, you don't want to hear me anymore. It's part of him. He's like, Vin, I always want to hear you. But I get it. Yes. You want to lay back and just let, and listen to the park noises yeah. and listen to this. That's, yeah, there, there is definitely a. Well, if you listen to old broadcasts, which, <laughs> again, probably 
not very high on the list of things to do in 2015. Like, I'm going to dial up some old YouTubes of, you know, 1950s broadcasts. No, I'll, you I'll would, do that. I you would be that. surprised. There's one of uh, my friend who's a Cubs fan, a buddy of mine from, from New York, uh, sent it to me. It was it was uh, Sandy Koufax's uh, no-hitter that Vince Scully also called. And um, I listened to almost the whole game. Like, I started listening to it, and I was like, I kind of got into it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. But you listen to it, and there is – it's such a different um, – obviously, it was a long, long time ago, but it's also just a different rhythm. Like, it is so much less wall-to-wall sound Yeah. other than the sound of the of the, of the game, yeah. you know, of the crowd and of the things like that's kind of ambient. It's not foxed out. It's not like hyper mic'd and <laughs> yeah, like, that's, you know, stereo or whatever. Hyper mics. It's, 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 uh, it's just very, it's very pleasant. And you could understand why, like, that was a lovely thing to do. Like it's relaxing. It's fun. And this is a very exciting game. And it, by the end of it, it, it ramps up, but it has it's this, this really cool, it's, it's an interesting thing to do, I think, if, you, if you've got a spare three hours and you want to <laughs> listen to some old baseball. Who doesn't have it? We do, honestly, we do that. That is something I, I will, I, I've been loving recently. I think, the, I think a couple months ago, they released some footage, some old newsreel footage of the 1992 Black Sox World Series. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's little clips, short little clips, but like they're starting to find these old, old newsreels old news and whatnot. Reels. And no, I will, yeah, I absolutely would love Well, it was hard to, like, do back then because you had to, like, set up an old-timey movie camera (laughs) that was, like, crank. You had to crank it. I mean, that's that's very early analog-era equipment. Anything for baseball, baby. Now, speaking of these sorts of newsreel things, how did you get to do the – you did a documentary. Would you call it documentary or – 2011 World Series Cardinals. Major League Baseball, I had done a few things for Major League Baseball just – by virtue of being uh, yep. around and, and a fan and whatever, uh, here and there, I think I'd done, I'd done, I don't know if I'd done it then, but like there was a thing where like, kind of like a hard knocks thing, they followed a team throughout the year a couple times that didn't didn't really have any traction, but uh, whatever, I had, a, I had a, a relationship with Major League Baseball and when they won the World Series, they reached out and said, do you wanna do the, you know, the commemorative DVD? Which they sell like immediately, yeah. like, right after the thing. Like the first commercial is like, buy the DVD. Or, like, yeah. how is there a DVD? Like, there is in the same way that they're, and they have both of them like ready to go. Sure. Obviously, so Africa the gets same way, too. yeah, like, same way that they have the T-shirts. Like, 2018 World Champion, you know, Devil Rays or whatever. Yeah, um, watch them win it in 2018 now, and I'm like some kind of weird prophet. They took, um, the, they took the devil out of it. Oh right, right. Oh, that's scary. It really isn't right. They really thought that that was maybe part of the reason they weren't drawing enough fans. I, yeah, I, they that, really did. that's the Let's issue. Able. Can you imagine? Uh, well, sorry. But anyways, yes. I think like I think they just reached out. They knew I was a fan. Um, I had done some voiceover work here and there before, so they were they knew I could do it. I guess I don't know, like whatever. It's not that hard. <laughs> but I was thrilled to do it, yeah. and it was kind of great. Like yeah. you go through the the whole. It's an abbreviated sort of thing about the season, and then the playoffs. You just get basically get to watch the whole playoffs again. When and it's you just know you, the ending. It's even and it's just better. you in the in a booth, yeah. and they give the, the so it's, script, it's all scripted. Yeah, there's a script, or... and then the, and then there's a guy, you know, some guy in New Jersey from Major League Baseball is piped in, and and a couple. Uh, people John, are... uh, we, we could you uh you get a little more <laughs> yeah. uh you know excited about Maybe this moment, of, please? Uh, little, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, mean, I think you would probably be in this country. I think when you think of the the number one Cardinal fan. Is there? I think you are probably the name that that people think of. The, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's from a celebrity that that world. I think when anytime I bring up this podcast to my friends and whatnot, like, oh, you got to get John Ham. He's a big Cardinals fan. Like, I seem like you are very much. I think it's. With that. I think maybe it's because I'm. I'm sort of vocal about yeah, it like, well, I, t- like well, I tend to talk about Sox. it like yeah like in the red Sox. so like, some of them it just it well he's got Bill like Murray season tickets yeah. like yeah, yeah Murray's Murray. always at the games like I I don't get to go to that many games just because I don't like and then the unbalanced schedule like they don't get out here that often it seems like whenever they're out here I'm somewhere else yeah which is unfortunate 
Um, if I'm in New York and they're playing the Mets, I'll go because I love. I again, I just love going to baseball games. Yeah. I, I, I got the good fortune to go to. Well, it's not great fortune. It's, it was an ugly stadium, Shea Stadium. Oh, yeah. uh, but I was there for the 2007 when when Wainwright struck up Beltrana. I was there. Wow. Um, and the Andy Chavez catch. That's the uh, one and that's... the Andy Chavez catch, which yeah. I immediately thought he's going to come up in the bottom of the inning and hit a home run or something oh, awful, six. but he didn't. Oh six, sorry. Okay. Um, and. Uh, I got to go to old Yankee Stadium, which I'd never been to. Uh, what did you think of that? And I watched the Yankees lose to the Marlins in the World Series. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Uh, I saw the Marlins win the World Series. Uh, that was 03. That was 03. That was a very fateful year for the Cubs fans. I went to, yeah, I went to the World Series in 2002, 2003. Um, and I didn't go in 2004, even though the Cardinals were in it. But I went to the two previous years. 2002 was when the A's won, the Rally Monkey. The Angels. Uh, Angels, yeah. Angels, sorry. Yeah. Uh uh, the Rally Monkey yep. year, and I was at that game six, which was a crazy comeback. And I was sitting behind all of the like famous. For some reason, I I got tickets through Fox or something, and I was like put in the like wives and girlfriends and famous people section. <laughs> so I was sitting behind like Robin Williams and all the Bonds family and everyone, and they were crushing the uh, the Angels. They were up like by four or five runs, yeah, yeah. and they was they were gonna win. Yeah. Like that was it. And yeah. then the rally monkey came on. That was the year of the thunder sticks, yes. which oh, the most God, annoying yeah. things in the planet. And it, I, I was like, this place is going to explode. Like, this is crazy. And then when they came back, it was nuts. And I was yeah. like, you guys got to get out of here. <laughs> You're going to get murdered. Like, it is like you were, they were jawing all game. And then oh, the whole thing wow. turned around. And I was like, you guys got to go. It was bad. I mean, it was fun for me because I had no rooting interest. Sure. I didn't care who won. I was just wanting a good yeah. game, and it was a great game. Yeah. Uh, so I saw that, and then I saw the the Marlins when they won too, and yeah. which was an, another. There was a tiny, the tiniest little wedge of like Marlins fans that I somehow was sitting in <laughs> in Yankee Stadium <laughs> that were all Cuban, and they were all like banging on like gongs and singing, and like cigars were produced. I was like, that can't be legal. Like, there's no way that that's legal. That's awesome. Um, but they were having the greatest time in the in the stadium. And the young Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, Lil Miggy. Who pitched? Miggy, it was like great. A.J. Burnett pitched maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah, he but... threw like a two-hitter. I mean, he was untouchable that and Josh day. Beckett. And... Josh Beckett, Beckett, yeah. yeah Josh Beckett one of them. They had a crazy good team. Yeah, they did. They had yeah. a crazy good team. Oh, I remember. Yeah, Derek yeah. Lee. I just remember Miggy hitting the Clemens home run. Uh, hitting home run off of Clemens and, and Clemens just staring down this little twenty-year-old stick figure of a kid. Um, well, that that body type has changed a little bit. Yes. Hasn't it? Oh, he's a little thick. It's all right. He's a little thick. Don't judge. I'm, not, I'm just saying. Like, it's funny how that works. No, no. Hold on. No, 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 no. Wait. We are going to make sure that this is this. I'm is, just saying. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. That's I'm just fat. saying. There is no. There ain't muscle on that body. <laughs> that's fat. All right. I've all met right. the man. He's just a thick boy. <laughs> oh no, my my be still my beating heart. That would that would probably ruin my life. No, I'm no, sure he's fine. That's no, it. no, it's it's. I don't I don't think you know. Uh, oh no, he's injured so much. He gets injured all the time. Yeah, that's what happens when the. Be quiet. Oh. So have, moving on. Have Have you been? How many? How many? Not how many, but like, have you been to any memorable Cubs Cardinals games yourself? And um. In person, yeah, I think so. I mean, like I've I've been to a lot of them. I can't I can't pull one out and say that um, that I was there and it was super memorable. But I did I do remember watching on MLB Network or something. There was a game. God, it was from the eighties, and it was sort of I think it was like Ryan Sandberg's like coming out game. I mean, it must be like eighty four or something. So it was kind of right in the, Car the Cubs are very good. The Cardinals are, were good, and I mean it was like. It was a classic Cardinal lineup of like Willie McGee, Ozzie Smith, Tommy Herr, Jack Clark, um, Daryl Porter, all those guys. And then it was a really good Cubs lineup too. And the, and it ended up going to extra innings and the Cubs won. You might remember this game. I don't know. But like <laughs> it was like Leon, uh, Leon Durham, Durham sure. uh, Ryan Sandberg. Was Jody Davis around then? I yeah, remember. I think so. Uh, and I, I remember just getting sucked into watching that game again. A thirty-year-old baseball game. <laughs> oh, oh, recently? You mean you saw? Yeah. It again? Oh, oh, I, I, see what I watched I the it. whole awesome. game because oh, wow. yeah. it was like the NBC game of the week. Oh, it's and beautiful. so I think Vince Scully was calling oh. yeah, somebody. Call those, yeah. Um, and it was just great. It was a day game at Wrigley, 
It was a beautiful day. Yeah. I was like, oh man. I texted my friend who's a Cubs fan. I was like, I am watching this game. He's like, are you watching it too? I was like, oh no, we are nerds. No, this is impossible. You are. We are kindred spirits. Yeah, sir. it this was is, amazing. This is the place. Oh. That was great. What What do you think of Wrigley? Like, I love it. I've yeah. got a. I got a chance to actually walk on the field um, because um, I happened to be in Chicago. Um, and it was actually like I think it was the weekend that Daryl Kyle passed away. Oh man! Um, but the Cardinals were in town, and um, or it was right around that time. He hadn't he hadn't passed away yet, but it was it was a weird. I remember it was a weird time. I mean, they were so playing the club. Because I remember Girardi's the yeah. one who had to make the announcement. Yeah, um, and I had played golf that morning, like six o'clock in the morning. It was a day game, so I went out with Joe Buck and Mike Shannon. They invited me to go because they knew I was in town. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna play. If you want to want to join us, you want to be our fourth. I was like great uh and we went out and played medina which is this beautiful golf course out in out in the suburbs of chicago and and uh we had to like finish quick because they had to get to the game and so like we're the guy our our host for that day was driving us into the city and you're driving in the city you're like oh man it's like a day game ball game at, at wrigley and you then you're kind of like you're driving around and all of a sudden like there's the stadium it's like because yep. you just don't see that anymore really i mean wrigley's i mean uh fenway is kind of that way, even though they kind of built it up around it. There's like, you know, sure. it's an amusement park around the stadium now, but like you just don't see those sort of urban ballparks anymore. They're all surrounded by parking lots and, you know, the stuff that you need to sort of the infrastructure that you need to sort of support a thing. So Wrigley sort of jumps, jumps out at you and yep. it's like sort of makeshift parking lots everywhere that cost a thousand dollars to park your car for two hours. And, um, we pulled up to the curb, got out of the car. Thank you so much. Oh my God, that was great. Walked into a door in, in the side of the stadium, like the stadium door. <laughs> like, you know, you're just like, that's a thing. Okay. And there's a guy in a little hat who's like, come on in. And you go up and you're in the stadium. Walked across like a concourse, walked down some steps, walked up some steps, and it was on the field. Yep. And it was that close to the sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was just like, whoa. Yep. And then, like, they were cleaning up after batting practice or whatever. And it, it, I don't know, this must have been early 2000s because of the Daryl Kyle thing. But also, I didn't have a smartphone. Mm -hmm. I barely had a cell phone. And I was like, I have to, like, I, I have to, like, call somebody. Like, yeah. I don't know how to even do this. And I was just standing there and staring around. Like, it was, it was so pretty. Yeah, it's so yeah. pretty. It was just so pretty. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was my kind of one... That was the only time I've been. So I've been on the field at Bush Stadium because mm -hmm. when I was touring with Little Shop of Horrors in 2004. No, th this is different. I'm sorry. I, I went to see a game in 2004 w because there were uh, people in the show. I'm thinking ahead uh, later. In 2009, when I was touring with Rent, I got to throw out the first pitch. Nice. But the thing at Bush Stadium, there were like 14 <laughs> yeah, people who threw out yeah. the first Bush pitch. Bush Stadium is the worst. They have <laughs> every person in the stadium gets to throw out a first pitch. But yes. <laughs> so there's a, a friend of mine in New York had thrown out a first pitch at, at Mets. At, 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 uh, I think I think it was I think it was Shea? still Shea, but oh. um, so he had a video and he like showed me a video and where he got to like warm up in the concourse and then like have practice throws. <laughs> yeah. Nope, I get out on the field. I'm like, do I get to practice? Nope, I just I had to throw. Yeah, it that's cold. the thing that people don't really realize. You know, like I I did it too, and know, I was kind of like, uh oh, it's so weird. <laughs> I mean, I've First never. Of all, you're in like normal clothes, yeah, yeah exactly. So you're kind of you have a weird someone else's glove, and you're yeah. just like, I, what am I? What? Huh? Yeah. Uh, so I get it I, out of my hand. I, I bounced it in the right-handed batter's box, which is not fair enough. Awful. And Jason Mott actually was my catcher. Oh, nice. So then he came to be a Cub, you know, in this past mm -hmm. year. But uh, but so I've been on I've been on I've been on your field as well. So. Are there some fields that you? Uh, I mean, off the top of your head, this might be a tough question, but how many more do you have? In, oh, lots. Is it a lot? Have you? Well, I mean, you, you seems like you've been to and quite the, a few. Here's the weird thing: like I've been most of the like foreign ballparks that I've been to, so to speak, are gone now. Yeah. Like I've mm. been to like County Stadium in Milwaukee. Oh, mm. nice. Um, old um, uh, Fulton County in Atlanta. Three Rivers. Um, Memorial. I never went to Three Rivers, but I have been to PNC. Oh, come on. PNC. PNC. That's a beautiful is baseball stadium. Gorgeous. Yeah. I love that place. And great fans, I got to say. Yeah. Like, really great Pittsburgh fans, fans are pretty, they turn it's, up. It's really great. And that place only seats something like 38,000, 39,000. Like, it's so, it, you feel no matter where you it's, are. And it's just kind of an awesome, like, wherever they, whoever made the decision to put it where it is, yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's right by that bridge. Yeah, the Clemente right Bridge. Yeah, like, the yellow Clemente Bridge. Great. It's beautiful. And because that's the one, my problem with St. Louis Bush. 
is that at like 8, 8.30, your entire city shuts down and yeah. it all goes black. And it's like, hey, what happened to that beautiful view I was just looking at a half yeah. an hour ago? But at PNC, all the buildings are super lit up. And it's just, it's, I, I've said this, but I got kicked out of there because I wouldn't leave on my <laughs> tour. I stayed 45 minutes after the final pitch. I mean, I was chatting with like the usher, uh-huh. security guards and whatnot. And at one point, I pretended like I lost my lens cap. So I was like, oh, I just gotta, sorry, I just gotta find my lens cap. And I snuck down into the camera well. And I just sat in the camera well for half an hour and just looked and didn't do anything. I just sat and I just looked out. At Trespass. The, you trespassed. Yeah, I absolutely trespassed. Okay. And it was the most peaceful, serene. Like, it was just gorgeous. And It's funny. Like, ballparks when they're not being used. Like, yes. This is a weird place. When it's I, like a, a mall when it's closed. You're just like, huh, this clearly has a purpose that it's not being used for right now. And it's a though, giant space. When yeah. I used to own my sports magazine, Detroit, my favorite thing to do would be to go to Copa and when there was nobody there, just completely empty, take my little laptop and go into the stands and just work in the stands and just listen to the, the sound of the wind going through the grass or whatever. It yeah, people just... like kind of the, the, the maintenance people and everything. When we shot the town, we were we shot all around Fenway. So yeah, and it was yeah, yeah. they were they were on a road trip, the reason we got to use it, because it was in the, it was during the season. Uh and they were on like a fifteen day road trip and that was the time we had to shoot the thing. If we didn't get it we didn't get yeah, it. Yeah. Like they were coming back. Like sorry. Like that's it. And if you've seen the movie, there's a lot there's a that lot. takes place yeah, in Fenway, and there's like <laughs> guns and you know security trucks that are crashing. Like it's a lot. Um, but it was really cool because it was it was empty, but it was still like you know there's all the services and the people like refilling the merchandise and stuff. So we would totally like wander around and see all the stuff. <laughs> It was really cool. I do think that Fenway has done a better. Um, Wrigley's still doing renovation stuff. Fenway's done a better job of of modernizing the concourse without losing the feel of the old timey stuff. You know, I feel like Wrigley sure. could Wrigley. I I don't know how much more upgrading of that they're doing, but that's you know. Yeah, it, it should be interesting. I mean, it's look, time marches on. I mean, mm-hmm. there's you 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 can't go. You know, you can't go back. Like, and no one. I don't think anybody would necessarily want to go to like the old old stadiums where you're like oh this is a terrible seat yeah like there's a giant girder in front of my like thing like (laughs) this is not a way to watch you can't see anything like this is dumb well and as we were discussing off the air a little bit we as a society have gotten just a bit bigger over the years and so you know a lot of those small definitely that you know, it, it, yes. you can't. You can't fit. No. It's it's some of those like seats. a cast iron <laughs> yeah. armrest. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Let's get a board and put it yeah. across that. But yeah. But I mean, have you? So you've been in the bowels of Wrigley, or no? Have you been? Mm-hmm. In, so have you seen like the just abhorrently bad visitors clubhouse yeah. and those things and how they only I think I've told you this before but they only have one washer dryer unit for everybody so it is like this old so there yeah, are I mean that's it's that's the fix. kinds those are the kinds of things that like when you go to a brand new stadium you're like oh my god like the dressing room is so nice all right and boy, all of it is so beautiful room. it's clubhouse it's, whatever clubhouse, you want to call yeah, it a- <laughs> uh but like all of it is so beautiful like yeah. it and it, you know it's like kitted out and all this like nice surfaces and all this stuff and then you go to the old timey ones and you're like is that blood or is that like <laughs> mm-hmm. is that ugh. well you'll go to some of the parks and like you'll walk down if you ever walk in a lot of the bowels of the new stadiums there's just you can see where the beer like you've got pipes yeah. and tubes yeah. where the beer is being transported from this place to this place and it's like Willy Wonka like it's like yeah. crazy awesome it's amazing that they work oh yeah it's like, really it's, really again like I'm I'm, I'm I'm every day like blown away by engineers that get stadia and buildings that work yeah just the systems you're like i would get so confused and lost like in one like where's the air conditioning stop you know what i'm done i can't i can't figure it out well then out here like in san diego and san francisco and all that they've all got to be earthquake safe right so having to deal with all of that is just another yeah i i am very very much impressed with with so anyway, to answer the, the, that's a long way to answer your question. In that I've I've not been to a lot of the stadiums, but uh, the, and the and the weirdly the ones that I that I've gotten the good fortune to go to have, are, are closed. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it's difficult when you're when you're shooting somewhere and your schedules are just you know within an inch of your life, and you don't really. Have... Or you are, you tend to go back to the same places. Like I've been to okay. Atlanta like five times because so that's where a million movies. Yeah, shoot I'm sad that Turner like, Fields. I, I, I like Turner I Fields. Well, and I had gone to the old. That yeah. what they had done too with Turner because they built it 96. in '96 for the Olympics yep. and like they kept the old part of the wall where the, the home lot. run went over in the mm-hmm. parking lot and they had like the old kind of bases mapped out where they used to be like that was kind of cool mm-hmm. and 
That's going to be gone. They're moving it way the, the hell County. out. They're going to be the Cobb County, County Braves. Yeah, it's and very weird. Bottom line is, and I say this with authority, they're going to lose. They were the most racially diverse ballpark on the planet Earth, and that is going to go away as soon as they go to Cobb County. Yeah, it's very weird. They they're. I don't think they'll necessarily like lose it. I just think it will, it'll be different. There's no way for a lot of the people that live downtown Atlanta to get to Cobb County easily. I mean, they're going to have shuttles. Yeah. They're going to have buses. Blah, Marta blah, blah, blah. and whatever. Hopefully they'll bring the train out there because that, that would be nice. But, but a lot of these guys can just walk to the stadium. It was in, it was right and in the middle. Yes, it was one of the yeah. one of the only ones that was yeah. in a in in a like no, well, I guess Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and things. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot fairly of close Denver to the downtown area. Downtown, Copa is downtown. But yeah, I mean it's I'm I'm very very disappointed that they're moving to Cobb County. I mean, I've seen the designs for the new place. Marches yes, on. and it's beautiful and it's great and it's entertainment complex now and right. we're going to have a great time whatever, but well that's a larger kind of argument about like and you really see it in the NFL but like this kind of weird like who who should pay for that stuff? Like yeah. is it up to the like public to pay for stadiums? Like really? Like cuz they're not getting much back. Yeah. So what are you getting for well, they your claim tax dollars? They, they claim people. That is the <laughs> biggest pile of garbage in the world. And anyone yeah. that, that tries to say that with a straight face is is utterly lying. <laughs> but like the people who are definitely making money on it are the owners. And of you're kind of like, does the billionaire need to make another billion dollars? I mean, need. Of course, like, look, they've they made their money however they made their money. They're they're perfectly willing to make whatever deal that they can make. Yeah. But it does feel a little exorbitant sometimes when they when they rake taxpayers and, and communities over the coals. Just like, who did they need a new field? Was Turner Field that like no. bad? No, it was absolutely actually good. not. It was, it was actually genuinely good. And, great. And yeah. it's yeah. it's ten yeah. years old. Yeah. We're going to pause the conversation there as we ponder how we can all someday afford to own our own ball clubs. Part two will be released next week. Make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes to be the first to hear it. The home base for the Clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit Bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at RoundingThirdMJ for me and at AlbinoKid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.